to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. I am here with, uh, gosh, this is going to be such an incredible episode. We we probably should have started recording five minutes ago before he <laughs> you started spitting fire. But guys, I've got Levi Lassick with me, and and if you don't know who he is, Google him, and you will quickly identify why he is on this show with me. He is a realtor in Dallas, Texas, in the Lakewood area. For those of you that listen local and and understand DFW, but bro, you you are crushing YouTube right now. And, and, and you, you told me pre-show, you said, man, YouTube is typically last on every realtor's list and it should be first. Why? <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Kyle. I really, yeah, bro. It. Yeah, man, this is a huge honor. So, uh, yeah, I mean it, because I don't believe there's really anything that can return your time as well as YouTube can return your time. And what okay. do I mean? And yeah, what do I mean by that? Well, a couple of things. You know, if anybody's familiar with the cash flow quadrant, then the ultimate quadrant is the bottom right, the investor. And if you're on the left side of the quadrant, you're trying to get to the right side of the quadrant. You want to right. become a business owner, but usually you need to become a business owner first before you become the investor. And right. that's the most coveted quadrant. Well, what is an investor? An investor is usually somebody that puts that has money that they want to leverage to make money on their money or make money when they sleep. And right. so, so, but nobody ever talks about leveraging your time as far as getting a compound return on your time. So ultimately, you know, they say what uh, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, well, yeah. nobody talks about compounding your time, but do, does anybody really understand how to do that? Well, what, what do real estate agents struggle with all the time, which is uh, uh, managing their time, right? Leveraging yeah, for sure. Time, getting pulled in, in different directions. And so the, you think about YouTube and this is really uh, for video uh, in general. So even I'm not, I don't want to discredit, you know, or take away from Instagram or TikTok or, or Facebook. I know several agents that are successful on the platforms. I just believe YouTube is really the best served um, for what we're doing and can return that the, the, the greatest amount of time to you and actually compound that. So what does that mean? Well, usually when I speak to real estate agents, the number one thing they tell me the reason they don't do YouTube is because it takes too much time. And I'm here to say that YouTube doesn't take your time. YouTube makes your time. Come on. Uh, yeah, there you go. So that's it. That's going to go on social media today. Yeah. How does it do that? Well, think about it. Well, I'll start with one video example. One video, I shared this example as uh, speaking at an event a couple of weeks ago in Sarasota. And I showed everybody the back end analytics on, on my channel. And I said, look, one video it took me 30 minutes to make. Now, everybody will say they don't have 30 minutes, but the reality is, is you just have to schedule that. Right, now, right. that video has been watched 
3,200 hours. That's a complete hour. That's not a view. That's not a one second view. That's not a 30 second view. It's been consumed a full 3,200 hours. Well, if you divide 3,200 by 24 hours in a day, that's 133 days. So that 30 minute time investment that I made has given me back 133 days of my time. So therefore, that that didn't just make me time that has compounded my time because what else could I do to actually gain 133 days in 30 mm-hmm. minutes now and it's only going to get grow more and more now if you compare that to our overall channel our channel's only 10 months old really or 11 months old right now December 5th 2020 was our first video so not even a year old yet at the time of this recording of our discussion yeah and it's been watched almost 52,000 hours. Now, when you divide that by 24 hours in a day, then that is equivalent to almost six years. So in less than 12 months, we have gained six years of prospecting. And what I mean by that is that uh, YouTube, I mean, you think about that, that is full prospecting. That is it, if you're door knocking or cold calling, you know, you're that's basically, you could count that as an impression. And anybody that's familiar with online marketing, Uh, then an impression just means your content has been exposed to somebody in one way or another, usually for at least one second, right? So on YouTube, YouTube considers an impression um, when somebody has, when your thumbnail sits on somebody's home screen or viewing screen more than one second. So that because your eyes can actually process an image in less than one second, actually seven tenths of a second. So that's how YouTube calculates. Well, you can process a thumbnail so they feel like they've exposed your video to somebody. So they actually calculate that as an impression. So from that standpoint, if you were to knock on a door, well, you know, that's an impression with somebody right now. uh, And now if nobody answers, that's no impression because you made zero impact. So think about that. Uh, our channel has 6.3 million impressions now, and YouTube wow. has given us all that for free. So we've actually reached, or we've had eyeballs, 6.3 million eyeballs on our channel in, in less than a year. So, and that's been returned to us with all of that watch time. And that's the amount of that's been consumed. And so to gain all of that with just creating uh, videos for a couple of hours per week, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's why YouTube should be first on your list because I don't know any other platform or any other yeah. that you can uh, put your time into, invest your time into that's going to return you so much. Man, that and you and I were talking before we started, like if we wanted to, we could technically make your numbers even more ridiculous mm-hmm. if we said, okay, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's prospecting more than two hours a day. Right. So what was like you said, you got back 133 days of prospecting. If, if the average realtor prospects two hours a day, we could multiply 133 times 12. Yep. And that's actually the amount of days that, that you've given yourself back because of that video, which I don't, I'm not that good at math, but that's well over a thousand days. Oh, yeah. I mean, that you're that's, ahead that's, of other people. That's 10x, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's, un- it's unbelievable. So, yeah. Leva, I want to go because I know, even for me, right? I've always sucked on YouTube. I'm the video guy, but I, I really started with Facebook Live and that was that's really been my jam. That's where all my growth has come from. But I've I've always wanted to get more invested in YouTube. But the learning curve, even to me as a video guy, always just seems steeper than I was willing to give. And and I'm listening to you talk knowing that I'm a huge idiot, right? So 
you're right and I'm wrong for everybody listening. So take us back to December 5th, 2020, the day of your very first video. Like what, why did you choose out of anything you could have done video wise, social media wise, you could have gone to TikTok, you could have gone to reels. Like why on that day did you decide we're going all in with YouTube? Yeah, great question. So, uh, <laughs> there's all right. So I'm going to throw out a couple of numbers because hopefully this will grab people's attention yeah. if they're not paying attention already. So I'm going to throw out the numbers from our channel that our channel has generated. And then whenever I get into the story, I think all of it will start to add up and make sense. Okay. But year to date, just from our channel, just from our channel, we've we're at $40.5 million in production. That is 76 transactions. Wow. We hit 1.2 million in GCI. And that's really since uh, March 1st, the first deal went under contract. So we didn't even, and actually the first transaction didn't close until April of 2021. So we, you can, you can remove the first quarter. So we've done all that in about the last uh, 10 months or nine months, Okay, nine months, yep. so 70, yep. 76 transactions just from the channel. Now, holy cow here. So if that doesn't, uh, Kyle, did I mention, uh, did I mention it's my first year in real estate as well? Shut the front door. <laughs> yeah. So, so guys, here's just, Hey, local listeners, y'all just get rid of your licenses. Levi's taking over this market. Just go be his assistant because if you're not willing to do this, you're not going to win. So sorry, bro. Go ahead. No, no. Great. No, no. Here's the thing. It, it's, it may be my first year in licensed as a licensed real estate agent. It's not my first year in business though. And see, right. we were actually, t- I was talking about this with some friends yesterday about what's the difference between a real estate agent and a real estate entrepreneur. So, you know, I, you know, I'm 42. All right. So I'm i I've been in business for a while. I've been in sales and marketing. I understand the game. And actually I had a major business setback last year when everything shut down a business yeah. I've been building. And uh, for the last five years mm-hmm. and was getting better every single year, 2019 was my best year ever. The first quarter of 2020 was my, was my best quarter ever. I was paced to make more money in 2020 wow. uh, ever before, right? It's everything I'd been building up to. And then it all went to zero, like overnight when everything mm-hmm. shut down, because I had built a financial services business that contracted with all of Dallas ISD uh, schools. And when the school shut down, my business shut down. And so at that point, I was just like, I do. And then I sat there last year and I watched real estate. Now I dabbled in real estate since 2009, which I did one or two fixer flips per year. I had up to seven rentals at one time. I have some Airbnb. So I was like a side hustle investor. I wasn't earning a full-time income, but I was, you know, making... Um, you know, an extra five figures here and there, you know, randomly. And so, uh, but I always loved real estate at the same time. I don't know. Do you know Michael Reese and Jay Kinder? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, they don't, they probably don't know me, but I know who they are. Yeah. So, I mean, but I've known Michael Reese for 20 years here in Dallas before he even got into real estate. And it's something that he's always pushing me to, but I never really wanted to be a licensed agent. And so last year I sat there and watched real estate grow and grow. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought, you know what? It's it's time and now and Michael was still pushing me to you know get into real estate, but I was actually terrified because you know I was 41 years old and I thought, well, the last thing I want to do is go out and cold call door knock, yeah, bro, spend money on flyers, try to brand myself. I was like, man, I just it to me it was a nightmare. I was thinking this, I, I felt like I was starting over. I was like, I do not want to start over. So 
The only difference with me, Kyle, is I just paused. I paused and I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, because Michael also said something very important to me, which it's not the best real estate agent that wins, it's going to be the best marketer. And Come so I, I knew I needed a strong marketing plan. But at the same time, I was like, I don't want to spend $5,000, $10,000 to get in the neighborhood you know, gazette or magazine that comes by and there's a hundred other agents in there. I was like, how do right. I brand myself with with the all the top-notch agents that have been in the game for the last 10 or 20 years. So those were the questions I asked myself. And even though my business had shut down, luckily, you know, I'm pretty good with my finances. So I had my, you know, I had, I was always planning for a rainy day. So that allowed me to just stop and say, okay, let me, let me understand if I'm going to do this. And again, I was kind of terrified to do it because I was like, yeah. shoot, man. I was like, I I'm going, I just refuse. Not that there's anything wrong with cold calling door. I, I know agents that are very successful doing that. I just didn't want to do it. I was like, I'm at a different point in my life. This is not something I'm, I'm interested in doing that. So I want to find a way to attract business. And I knew that would be through social media, but I didn't know which platform. So I, then I started to do my digging and research and everybody was talking about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So that's where I started. Now for me, I have a very simple formula for success, which is, I look at exactly who's at the top, <laughs> you know, what are they doing? How did they get there? Can I model that? And then how can I adjust it to fit my personality? So I don't want to be, I don't want to be a direct right. copycat or, or a ripoff, but, but I know if there's somebody successful doing it, well, they got there some way and they usually have their roadmap somewhere, right? Success, success leaves clues or success leaves breadcrumbs. And so, but everybody was talking about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And I looked at them and I thought those platforms seemed a little bit too labor intensive to me, almost, almost like, you know, you had to create multiple pieces of content every single right. day to gain any traction. So just in my research, and here's something I always do as well as I buy books first. So I buy books because I feel like if somebody's written a book on the subject, then they're an authority. And then usually I can find that person online on YouTube or somewhere else. And then that sets me down the rabbit trail to, you know, branching out. But I figured if, if somebody's written a book, they're probably, that's probably the best authority source to start. So I bought Facebook marketing books, Instagram marketing books, TikTok. And when I was, was looking through that again, nothing clicked with me. It just didn't yeah. set, sit right with me again. I felt like it was a little bit too labor intensive. And plus I have like zero Instagram followers. I didn't even have a TikTok <laughs> account. I was like, well, I'm literally, I was just like, okay. So YouTube was actually my last choice, but I bought a couple of books. YouTube secrets um, was the first one. And it that's was- Sean's, Is that Sean's book? Yeah. That's Sean Cannell and Benji yeah. Travis. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, what I started reading through there was I started to understand the fundamentals of YouTube and they started talking about, you know, um, just every, all the benefits of YouTube as a platform. Well, as I read through that, I thought, okay, that makes sense to me as a platform. Well, then Benji had one little paragraph in there where he mentions he was a real estate agent 10 years ago and landed, uh, you know, and how he answered questions. And that turned into a better, a bigger business for him online. And this was like in 2009. So I was like, that little spark was like, okay, let me try to figure out something. Went into research mode, started to look at YouTube. And at that point, I, fit, I, I said, okay, I think YouTube's going to be the platform. So again, instead of just like publishing a video and putting it out there, I, I took two months to study the platform. Oh, wow. Okay. Not as a real estate, well, kind of as a real estate agent, but to study the platform, the back end, just like you said earlier, Kyle, you're like, okay, I'm, 
it, and it is YouTube's kind of like the simplest concept of a platform, but it's actually the most complicated on the back end to yeah. really to gain traction and get momentum. So I, I took a good solid two months to really just study the platform, understand it. And then I started looking at, I started researching uh, real estate channels, non-real estate channels, creator channels, and non-creator channels, right? You start looking at it from every angle. And um, ultimately I, I, I put together a business plan because what I understood was, is that, you know, if you treat YouTube like a hobby, it's going to pay you like a hobby. If you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. So just like you would create a business plan or a marketing plan for your business, you should do that with a social platform because these social platforms are so powerful that it, if you don't understand it, you're always going to be a consumer versus a producer on that platform. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I understood that. So I was like, I need to understand the platform. And, and it's the same. If you're going to do this on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, you need to buy every single Instagram book, watch uh, influencer videos on YouTube. I mean, if you understand Instagram, you, you can likely conquer that platform. So, so that was it. And so that's what I dug in. And once I understood a concept and I started to really put the plan together, I'd kind of wrote out a business plan for YouTube. And then I, what I, one of the things I understood was, is that consistency is really key in the beginning and you don't want to falter. So I actually filmed a full month's worth of content first before. Publishing. Okay. So again, so this is another one of my biggest tips for people is like, don't just publish a video because guess what happens? Life happens, <laughs> right? Real, real yeah. estate happens, family happens, health happens. And if you publish one video and you don't have anything else to, to back it up and stuff gets in the way, guess what you don't do? You end up not publishing another video or you publish yeah. one two or three weeks later, or you do it a month later. And then guess what happens? That kills your channel quicker than anything is if you're not consistent in the beginning. So I understood that because I studied it and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to film a month's worth of content, which if you're going to do two videos a week, that's eight videos. That's all you got to have. And is that, so is, is that what you say now is that's kind of the sweet spot, two videos a week? Well, I, I started with three videos a week. Okay. And so, and the reason being is because I, I looked at other Dallas, I looked, I looked at who's, who's making real estate videos in Dallas. Yeah. And what I saw was, is there's a, there's about 10 channels and uh, they ranged anywhere. Some had a thousand subs, some had two, almost perfectly. Like one had 1000, one had 2000, one mm -hmm. had 3000. So I was like, okay, here's my benchmarks, you know, here's yeah. my benchmarks for people to catch up to and try to catch. Right. And so, uh, but what I noticed is that everybody was doing one video per week. And so I thought, okay, I'm brand new. Plus on top of that, Dallas is like, there's vloggers, bloggers, lifestyle, weather channels, the news channels, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of videos on Dallas in general. So I was like, well, how am I ever going to rank for mm -hmm. Dallas videos? So I just thought, you know what? Uh, death by volume. So I love that, it. that was part of my plan was I was just like, I'm going to come out with three videos a week uh, to try to gain as much traction as possible. And, you know, and then, uh, but ultimately subscribers was never the goal. Uh, you know, uh, vanity metrics of the channel was never the goal. The only goal we ever had was, can we make the phone ring period? So okay. that's the other thing that I, I positioned the videos for from the beginning was direct calls to action, you know, setting up the descriptions, everything, all, all that was done to drive business, to get to the phone or get people to, to call, uh, you know, to call us. And after 30 days, right at 30 days, guys with 48 subscribers, 
After 30 days and 48 subscribers, we got the first phone call and it was a million million dollar buyer. So um, now that person never bought, but still you you get that phone call and somebody tells you their budget is million dollars and they were already pre-approved. I was like, all right, it's working. But here's what he didn't say. He didn't say, Levi, uh, I noticed you only had 48 subscribers. He didn't say, Levi, you only have like 500 views total on your whole channel. He didn't say, Levi, um, what brokerage are you with? Or how long have you been, been in real estate? Again, I was in real estate literally like 30 days at that point. Sure. Um, so he said, man, I really found your videos helpful. It's exactly what I was looking for. So I thought, why not give you a call? That's what he said. You know, so he found the value in that and it, the other vanity metrics didn't matter to him. Yeah. But, you know, because I kept plugging away three videos a week, uh, which I don't do that anymore because now we're so busy that it's a little bit harder to maintain. I've scaled back to two videos a week, but okay. uh, back to your original question, no less than one video per week okay. uh, would be my recommendation. But again, the more you produce, the more you're going to grow. And so, um, yeah, after, uh, you know, after 90 days, right at 95 days, we had our first deal under contract. So within the, we had not hit a thousand subscribers yet. It was less than a hundred days and we got our first deal under contract. And so that was kind of the timeline from there. Um, now, once we got the first deal under contract, we got, we closed two transactions in April. <laughs> so that was the first two. And then it went to um, three in May and then seven in June. And then five in July, then nine in August, then nine in September, and then 11 in October. And we're closing on 15 in November. Come on, man. That's awesome. So it's just, it's a complete compound effect. Again, not only does your time compound because you're getting that back, but your business will compound because as those videos gain more traction and more momentum, then of course, that's more viewers. That's more. So man, talk to me. Cause that dude, I I recorded 40 podcast episodes before I launched this. Yeah. Right. So like that, you know, doing a month of video in advance, like that's exhausting. And especially when you're new at it, you're not the expert of it yet. And so talk about like, how did you stay in in a positive mindset? You know, as you're recording a month's worth of content, completely unknown if it's going to work or not. And then even in month three, like, how, like, wh- did you surround yourself with certain people? Was there a podcast? Was there books? Like, wh- like, how do you keep your mindset moving forward and not going, man, this is slower than I wanted. And I don't know, maybe this isn't for me. Like, what, what did that look like? Well, what's funny is the, the video guy I was using, cause I, um, instead of doing things myself, I had a video guy to help me out in the beginning, yeah. uh, which was kind of help, you know, you know, set up a camera, did a fixed location. It was all very kind of proper. And the first, uh, five to six videos I filmed, he ended up deleting those. <laughs> and so, uh, before oh, we even no. got, so I had to actually go back and re-record those videos. So that was uh, a huge setback in the beginning as well. And I was not happy about that, but at the same time, oh, I, was gosh, like, I bet. I was like, all right, well, here we go. Here we go again. So, uh, you know, I would say the thing that kept me going was, was the 30 day mark that, that first phone call. And then after that, over the next 15 days, emails, text, phone calls, they just started to come in, you know, a little bit more consistently. And so that was the point, which really, I would say at that point as well, it, there was some frustration because I was like, oh my, is this thing ever going to work? You know, but um, it's one of those things where, 
I just kept decided to plug away and see, here's the other thing. I was focused completely on YouTube. So I wasn't distracted with Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. You know, I wasn't, and I wasn't cold calling again. I was waiting. I was like, look, I'm just going to continually put my efforts into this instead of distracting myself um, because I really wanted it to work that, you know, that much. And so I just kept my head down. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, I am former military and, oh, okay. so, you know, it was, it was more of a discipline thing, I think for me just to keep moving forward. I mean, I've faced so many setbacks, but I mean, really the hardest part was because my business had gone to zero just a year before that was extremely hard for me. I mean, mm-hmm. that was, uh, not easy to, to, to just, uh, be a part of, I mean, it was just yeah. it was rough, but at the same time, I knew I couldn't dwell on that and I had to move forward. So I was just like, let me put something into place. And here's the other thing. The reason I wanted to go all in on YouTube is because YouTube is a digital asset that you own and it's a, and it's a lead generation platform that you can own. So I didn't want to be, I didn't want to, you know, be um, stuck on Zillow leads or anything like that. But, and I just, it was just something I was, I got to focus on this and build something that I own that I can control. And that's going to give me the leverage later on too. So it was really just, keep moving forward, keep producing the content, sticking with the schedule. Um, and, and the phone calls as they started to come in, that's what kept me going. And then of course, you know, when the first deal went under contract, uh, March 1st, which was right about the 90 day mark. Now, the thing is, remember I spent a couple of months before that, uh, restudying and, and yeah. filming. So literally at that point, I was almost seven months in yeah. it with zero return. Now that is, that is tough to do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I will say, I just, I just felt like I w- I gave myself also maybe, yeah, I was just like, you know, I got to give it at least a year. That's what I kind of told myself. I was like, I'm just going to go as hard as I possibly can for a year. Hopefully yeah. it doesn't take me that long, but worst case scenario, um, you know, if something doesn't happen after a year, then I might reevaluate now, if I should, yeah, keep doing it. Are you, are you married? Uh, I'm not anymore. No. Okay. Cause I, I know. <laughs> Well, for because for, for me, early on in in my journey through this, you know, my wife would go, "What are we doing? Like, what <laughs> you're doing videos? Like, what that that's work? Like, what?" It's so I've I've talked to a lot of realtors over the years that that I've had to literally tell them like, stop asking your spouse to watch your stuff because they don't get it. They're yeah. not like unless y'all are in business together, that's different. Um, so I the spouse has kind of been. Uh, kind of adversarial at times, which maybe is what got you to seven months because your spouse might've been saying, um, well, my, trust me, my former spouse was, okay. <laughs> she was saying stuff like that to me all the time, <laughs> which is probably why she's your former, I guess <laughs> she was all. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, you, it definitely helps to have someone in your side. However, yeah. if that's not the case, uh, then I would use this as an opportunity to explain, uh, or to help not explain, let me say to help them understand yeah. that, the reason you're putting in all the work now is because this is going to actually free you up later to spend more time with them and your family. You know, because yeah, no right doubt. now you you cannot stop this channel that we this that mm-hmm. we produce now. You can't stop it. I was gone for like two weeks on conferences. I went to a, a YouTube conference and then uh, we went to the Tom Ferry conference right after that, and both of them were like four days each. And right. And guess what happened? We still had the same amount of leads coming in. Now, because all of my videos were scheduled to publish, I kept the same publishing content, but I mm-hmm. always, just like you, you said you're eight weeks ahead on podcast. I'm usually two to four weeks ahead on videos. 
Yeah. Because I know awesome. if, yeah, if something comes up, I, I don't miss my scheduling, uh, my publishing schedule, period. That's non-negotiable. So, you know, I keep that consistency and, and, uh, but I was able to be gone for two weeks, you know, and that's the huge. Thing. Yeah. You could go on. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with uh, real estate marriages, right? <laughs> Is that, uh, you go on vacation, you're not lead generation. You're not lead generating. So what happens? You're in a mindset of I'm getting behind. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm missing right. out on business. And then guess what? Your spouse is like going, uh, could you be present, please? We're trying to relax. And you're, I know. you're sitting there going, oh, I'm all you're thinking of all the things I'm not doing. Well, with with a YouTube channel, with video, you can go and you'll see the same amount of leads coming in because those videos are still amazing for you. And that to me is a game changer because you can go on vacation. You can go to conferences. You can, you know, do the things you want to do, take the weekend off and guess what's going to happen. But if it's time to film, it's time to film. And so I think as you build that momentum and create the, you know, that atmosphere that it's actually, this is much better for the marriage environment because it's going to free you up. And if you bust your ass on this in the beginning, uh, like I did with three videos a week, it's going to grow so much more faster and it's going to allow you that. I mean, think about this. I mean, what if you could tell, you know, your spouse or someone you're working with, Hey, just, just give me six months. Or, I mean, that's, yeah, that's much different than saying, okay, hopefully this works in two to five years, you know? (laughs) So no doubt I have complete freedom right now. Um, you know, from the channel, because even if I were to miss a couple of weeks and didn't publish, it would probably grow even more. It would probably, yeah. I would actually even consider this, like, what if we just took December off, however, or maybe January, because actually, you know, a lot of people are at home during December and we want to have content going out that they can consume. Right. So, yeah. so people say fourth quarter is the slowest, but we're the busiest right now. Like I said, we got yeah. 15, 15 closings in November. And we've got a, we've got five, uh, no, six already scheduled for December. We already have six scheduled for December and we've got plenty wow. of people in town this weekend. And we got five people in town next weekend, even over Thanksgiving weekend. And so we could add another five or six just to December. So it's not slowing down for us at all. No, man, it's, it's huge. And I, I want you to talk about, you already have all this content. And, and so now what's really big is, is repurposing content. Are are you are you repurposing your content now, like onto the other platforms from Absolutely. what your efforts on YouTube? Like, talk about talk about that. Absolutely, and here's the key thing about YouTube as well. You, it's much easier to repurpose long form content into short form content than it yes. is short form content into long form content. You, no doubt, you, you can't put twenty TikTok videos together to make a YouTube video. You know, right. it's going to be a mess. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but a 20 minute YouTube video gives me 20, possibly 40 videos. If you do mm-hmm. 30, 30 seconds each, because, and that's exactly what we did because I've been so focused on YouTube. We actually just launched uh, a TikTok channel and on October 1st. So 45 days ago, I have not lifted a single finger, uh, to do that because the, edi- the editor is going in repurposing content. And guess what? Uh, we're already over a hundred followers, but more importantly, the hashtag Levi Lassick, which is a completely obscure name and not associated with Dallas real estate at all whatsoever. And any local branding, branding, you could say other than YouTube is already, my, my name's already up to 50,000 searches in TikTok after, wow. after 45 days. And I have not spent a single minute, you know, uh, incredible. Creating- 
creating any additional content for that platform. Now, if for those that know Glenda Baker, I think um, she's she's the model for TikTok. So if you yep. and also I believe if you're going to create content, it's always best to create native content for that platform. If you want to be most successful in that platform. Right you should create for that platform. So Glenda is extremely successful on TikTok because she specifically creates content for right. TikTok. Now, what I'm doing, like, again, I, I believe Glenda is the model. However, I don't want to focus on TikTok. And sure. so therefore, I'm trying this method and it's already it's already given me presence. And guess what? I'm not really having to- Well, to and tic- I, I see it for you. Like TikTok is your bonus. Yeah, it is. Like it takes zero effort. You know, it's good. It's coming from content that's already being leveraged where it's supposed to be leveraged. And, and so like, to me, you're doing it the right way. I I coach realtors all the time, pick the platform where you see the most value and then let everything else fit to that platform. It's not going to look perfect on TikTok. Who cares? Nobody cares, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. You you can do so much better repurposing from long form YouTube to all the other places, whereas Glenda, hers is short form, mm-hmm. so that isn't duplicable over to YouTube, right? Like so, so I I totally agree with you that when unless, we can start in unless, long form, unless she starts a shorts channel, which YouTube does have shorts. Um, Are you doing it, shorts? Uh, we we have a separate channel for that. Yes, a separate channel for shorts. Mm-hmm. So. How, how does that like, how does that everybody I've heard talk about YouTube is like the shorts are now helping just get new eyeballs to the channel. Well, but so you're saying that you have a shorts channel that yes. And that's uh, strategic. And again, okay. in, my, in my research uh, before launching shorts, um, this is what I, what we didn't understand because shorts are new, but I, uh, again, I took time instead of just publishing yeah. it. I was like, let me research and try to understand the best way to do it. So my first experiment with that was to uh, release a, one short per day on my current channel. And I was, did that for 30 days. Well, I actually stopped after three weeks because I was able to see what I wanted to learn. I didn't know what I was going to learn, but that's the thing yeah. you, you have to test. And so what I saw was, is that the shorts have a virality aspect. Um, and what would happen is my shorts would be flatlined. They would get 500 or a thousand views in one hour, and then they would flatline. So what that told me was that that's not the right audience. See, we've been very specific about Mm -hmm. um, finding the exact audience we want, which is people looking to buy and buy real estate in Dallas, Texas, and uh, who are in the decision process or the buying process. That's who we've, um, you know, attracted to the channel. So uh, I'm not looking for virality. I'm not looking for a million subscribers. I'm looking so for the, I'm looking for the right eyeballs. Come so, on, man. Yeah, say that louder. I'm not like looking. That. I'm not looking for all man. the eyeballs. I'm looking for the right eyeballs. Let's and go. So, so if I'm getting a thousand views in one hour on a short, my biggest concern was is I'm not attracting the right people. I'm not attracting mm. active buyers in the process looking to purchase real estate. So I decided to stop doing that start a second channel because if the second channel has, if it has its own channel and it goes viral, I'm okay with that because here's the deal is because that will just draw attention. People wanting the long form content will find the other channel wow. because you can link channels, right? So I link my long form content channel to the shorts channel. So if people want that information, Brilliant. they can go over there. So the reason I do that is because 
it, to me, this is interruption versus intention-based marketing. Interruption marketing is, is you can, and this is the thing with TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Nobody says, hey, honey, it's time to buy a house. Let's go look on Facebook and see if we can um, right. find a house to buy. Uh, nobody says, hey, honey, it's time to buy a house. Let's go on Instagram and see if we can find a great real estate agent, you know, because they're not really search-based platforms. But what happens is, is people say, hey, honey, I just got transferred to Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, we've never been there before. We should probably check it out. I wonder what it looks like. I wonder what it tastes like. I wonder what it smells like. And guess what they're doing? They're going to YouTube. Yeah, so those are so people good. specifically in the buying process. Well, the thing is, is that if I catch people on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, guess, guess what I do? I, I don't know what you do, but what I do on those platforms is I go there to kill time. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not necessarily in the mode to buy a house. Now, now Glenda's definitely generating business, you know, from, from that or any agent that is generating business. However, you have to build a presence. You may hit someone, they right. may not be ready to buy for 12, 18 months or two years or, or who knows what. So you interrupt their day. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, there's an agent that I like that makes some content. I'll follow them. But that doesn't mean they're intentional. See, when people are intentional, it's like when you want something on Amazon, you go and you search it, you press purchase and it's done. You're very yeah. intentional buying off Amazon. Well, what if you could do that for real estate clients? What if you wow. could just find, be in front of the people that are actively searching? Well, they're actively searching on YouTube. And because I promise you right now, you can... Um, Type in, go to YouTube, type in Forney, Texas, Plano, Texas, uh, Frisco, Texas, uh, Irving, Texas. Alan was, I saw Alan on there. Alan will pop up. Did our videos pop up? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So guess what? If you're searching on there and, and our videos pop up over and over and over again, who do you think looks like the authority? And 100%. And if you start consuming that content, guess what? Uh, you're in your, it's game over at that point. Um, because here's the funny thing. 80% of the online traffic is mobile, but 53% of our traffic to our channel is TV, desktop, and tablet, which tells me people are sitting down and researching our content. Right. They're, yep. they're ready to watch long-form content. Dude, come on, bro. This is so, this is so good, man. It, I, I love, I, I've never heard anybody talk about creating a business plan on a social media platform, and it's brilliant, bro. It, it's absolutely brilliant. So for, for the sake of time, I, gosh, we, we might need to do part three through eight uh, of this. <laughs> we thing. haven't even scratched the surface we, yet. <laughs> I, I know, bro. It's great. Like, cause I, I wanted to dig into, we're going to save this because when you said, you know, YouTube's pretty straightforward and simple, but the back end is actually, you know, yeah. the most difficult out of all the platforms. I want to do a whole episode on, on just digging into what does the backside of YouTube look like and how do we use it efficiently, you know, to, to really increase the traffic and the watch time and all that stuff. But we, we just don't have time right now. Well, maybe you could, and I don't ask mind your, leaving people hanging. Yeah. Maybe you could ask your audience, uh, you know, maybe compare it to your regular comment count or feedback count and see if, Hey, if, if you would like a part two on this, then uh, tell them to comment, leave a five-star review. Heck yeah, man. Yes. Comment, let us know, you know, would you be interested in a part two? And we'll see. I mean, if it if it garners some attention, and and uh, be happy to come back. Heck yeah, bro! I I would love it, and I will do that. Tell us as we kind of wrap this up for for somebody listening. I don't know how somebody could be listening and be like, "Nah, I'm still good. I don't really want you know 40 million in closed volume. I'm not interested in that. You know, they're they're just counting their money while they listen to this episode. That's not true. 
So what resources would you give out to people? You know, what, what books to buy, who to follow if, if they really want to leave this episode and go hard after YouTube? Yeah. Well, follow me. Number one, well, number one, of course. <laughs> How do we do that? And where do we do it? We'll have it in the show notes. Yeah. Instagram. I, th- I think that's the best place. I don't okay. try to generate any real estate business from there. That's really all networking with real estate agents for myself. So cool. uh, if you look up Levi Lassick on Instagram, you should easily find me uh, because of my <laughs> last name, but the uh, link will be down there, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. So I, you know, I put out a lot of content on there that it really, I think it, you know, um, it's always a tip two or three tips a day about about YouTube. And so that's a great place for agents to consume. I have links on my Instagram. If you want to schedule a call to discuss it more, you can do that. Uh, We have a YouTube channel called The Real Agents, which is R-E-E-L. Okay. uh, The Real Agents, uh, we post some content on there as well. But ultimately, that's where, uh, but on that channel, I post some uh, you know, some of these types of interviews and uh, uh, speaking events I've been to and things like that. So that's also great. But you can also buy the books, uh, YouTube Secrets and YouTube Formula. I believe those are the two best books to understand the principles and fundamentals. Okay. Who, of, wrote, who wrote YouTube Formula? Uh, Daryl Eaves. And okay. so Daryl Eaves is a YouTube coach, but he has over, he has 17 channels uh, with over a million subscribers each. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. So he kind of knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, he's been on the platform since 2005, since it wow. started. So he's the, they call him the Yoda of YouTube. And uh, all right, uh, we'll link to those as well. Yeah. So you have, you have those books and absolutely. Thank you, man. This is, the, you know, my, my goal with, with my, like what I try to accomplish with my show is hopefully exactly what we've done is I want this to be the catalyst for someone to take action. Right. We don't need to lay out the blueprint form today. We just need to get people to listen to this episode and go, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I've been in real estate for a decade. This dude's been in real estate for a day and he's already general. Like, and, and so, bro, we, I, I believe we've accomplished exactly that. Just waking people up to seeing that there's so much opportunity out there. And so, bro, thank you for, for leading the way, probably before you even felt like you deserve to as, as someone newer in the industry and thank you for your service and in the military, man, unbelievable. And, uh, bro, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Kyle. Really appreciate you having me guys. If you didn't get something out of this episode, go rewind it and play it again, play it again. Thanks for listening. We'll be back real soon with another cool person with a really cool story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.